5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Happy Monday, everybody. Glad that you uh, survived the weekend and that we're ready to be able to begin a new week. Now, for some of you, this is a holiday off of work, um, but it is a holiday in which we can recognize something bigger at play. This is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, meaning we're celebrating and remembering the things that MLK did for the civil rights movement, and as that movement still continues today, not necessarily talking about segregation, um, because segregation is not uh, um, part of the law <laughs> anymore, um, but there doesn't. it does mean that there still can be moments of segregation within our culture and society that, um, that should not exist. And so when we're thinking about MLK, and we just continue, or we're, we're going to do a whole series in, in February when we're looking at um, Black History Month, but, um, but just thinking about today, thinking about the moments that people stood for you know, a, a nonviolent resistance and being able to say, we don't want this. And it was black and white. I mean, there was, there was people who were standing up in, in this civil rights movement who were saying, this isn't right, let's fix this. And it's good to be able to stand up in that way. So today we're going to get back to our series on, on these uh, unlikely un- encounters with Jesus. And as I left off last week, we were going to get into Nicodemus, and it was at the end of of John chapter 2 that we saw this kind of, you know, um, these people seeing Jesus and him doing these miraculous signs, right? The only thing, these are, this is the word in the gospel that only God can do. Miraculous signs, oh, signs and wonders Jesus was doing. People looked at it, and they trusted him for the signs and the wonders, And this will lead us into our conversation today in John chapter 3 with a guy named Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a trusted religious leader, and he was a Pharisee. But listen to this, verse 2. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. So once again, what is drawing Nicodemus to Jesus? The first thing out of his mouth was, "We're you know you're you're here to teach us, and it's your signs and your wonders, right? The signs and wonders that evidence that God is with you." And so Jesus again is going to test that. He wants to be able to have Nicodemus think about what it is that he is talking to Jesus about. He's noticing that Nicodemus is coming to him in the dark. So it's like under the shadow of darkness that Nicodemus comes. Why? Because if he was going to say these things out in the open during the day, his trusted Jewish leadership um, would be questioned, and chances are he would be removed from his places of leadership within the Pharisees. And He couldn't have that. He couldn't risk that. Now, Jesus knows why he's coming to him at dark. He knows why people are like, you know, like, I can't say this out in the open. I can't ask you these questions. I can't even call you rabbi out in the open. 
Because if I did, then I would give you credence, and then that would mean that all the rest of the people who didn't like Jesus at the time would also then question Nicodemus. It would be a whole mess. And so he comes to him in the shadow of darkness, in the darkness of night, and he's asking these things to Jesus. Now Jesus replies in verse 3, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Or as it, it translates also elsewhere, it says, I tell you the truth, unless you are born from above. And so when you're thinking about that, what is Jesus doing? Now he's going to go into this whole thing about like what like what do you mean? I don't know how I can be born again. There's only really one way you can be born and it's through, you know, but I've always already born and but Jesus is going back once again to the heart. He's like unless you were born from above, meaning coming from God and not just coming from your positions of power and authority, you coming from your, hey, you've got to do, you know, you do some cool stuff, miraculous signs, and so therefore that's what gives you credence, Jesus. No, Jesus is like, you'd be able to see more if you were coming from God, coming from above, because you, if you're, unless you come from above, unless you are coming down, you can't see the kingdom of God. That's where we look at these eyes to see and ears to hear. If we are confusing the things that are put in front of us, then we need to gain some clarity with God. We've got to be able to say, God, give me those eyes to see. I want to see where you're moving. I want to see where the kingdom of God is before my eyes. God has brought it. And we get to see those glimpses. We don't get to see the kingdom in its fullness just yet. But one day we will. And this is why Jesus is giving this, you know, understanding to Nicodemus. Because he's trying to be able to say it's more than just these signs and wonders. Verse 5, Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. Verse 9, how are these things possible, Nicodemus asked. Right, so here's this great exchange. And, you know, some people don't like that Nicodemus comes in the shadows, right, and still claims to be a follower of Jesus. He claims to be a disciple of Jesus. But this is where it begins. He's watched Jesus from afar, and now he starts to engage Jesus with questions. That's usually how everything starts in this fashion when we have a, an unexpected encounter with Jesus or even sometimes an expected encounter with Jesus. And then you start to ask the questions that you've already been asking to yourself. Are we as a people prepared for questions when people come and say, hey, you know, like this Jesus, tell me, tell me more. I don't get this and I don't get this. And what about this? And some people are so frightened by questions that they're trying to figure out, like, you know, well, why are you questioning this? Just, you know, as they often would say to them, um, is just believe by faith. And you're like, but wait a second. 
I should be able to ask questions. And guess what? You are. Nicodemus asked a ton of questions. You know, how are these things possible? I don't understand this. And it's okay. Because Jesus even replied in verse 10, you're a respected Jewish teacher and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen and yet you won't believe our authority. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man also will be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. And that's a, you know, where we're going to stop today because it'll follow up with like the, you know, famous John 3.16, but we don't need to get there because ultimately this exchange is Jesus encountering Nicodemus or Nicodemus encountering Jesus and the two engaging in a conversation. But ultimately, ultimately Nicodemus is saying, let me just try to ask you questions because I want to understand. All right, everybody, we're going to end there for today. Um, continue to try to, to explore different encounters that Jesus is having and try to understand your own. All right, everybody, have a great day. We'll be back again tomorrow.